I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. All right, I'm going to say two things to you in this election year, those of you here in the States, and it would apply outside of the States as well, just different timing. There are two ditches when you start talking about uh, politics and Christianity, all right? There's one ditch that says if we just vote for this guy, he's God's man, and he's going to save us. That is a ditch. No man that's going to save you. Everybody's going to eventually disappoint you. And politicians especially, yeah, uh, I would not put my faith in any man, uh, even, you know, fully a a pastor completely. Our faith is only in Christ, okay? So ain't no man going to save you. The other ditch on the other side of the road is that politics are dirty and Christians should just stay out of it. That's the world. And that is a really, I think, a ploy of the enemy to be honest with you because if you look at scripture and you look at the history of the church it is about spreading god's kingdom on earth bringing heaven to earth everything we do as humans is either bringing a little hell up or bringing heaven down and how do we do that in the political arena well we are that salt we are that light we are christians engaged which is the name of an organization founded by my guest today her name is bunny pounds and she has a book that uh, is available for pre-order, and I would encourage you, if you're interested in this, to to pre-order this thing. It comes out in a couple of weeks. It's called Jesus and Politics, uh, and she speaks from her personal experience uh, running as a candidate uh, and working with other candidates, and she can prime you to get engaged at whatever level you want to be that salt and light in the culture, in the political arena. It's got a forward by a guy named James Robison. I've heard of him before. Uh, so Bunny's a great friend of the minister. I'm glad to have her. Bunny, welcome to Life Day Live. Great to see you. Great to be with you, Randy. What a way to have a lunch hour or an afternoon is to spend time with you. <laughs> I'm, uh, I will I will leave my smart comments to myself. All right. Uh, walk us a little bit through sort of the book so people that are interested can get an idea of, of what they get uh, when they pre-order. Again, I'm going to hit that one today. I'd love to see your your book numbers, your pre-order numbers just go through the roof because you're a friend. Um, And it's a good book, and you do good work. Uh, But walk us through a little bit of what you're talking about in the book. Yeah, the book's called Jesus and Politics, One Woman's Walk with God in a Mudslinging Profession, (laughs) uh, which is a fun subtitle. But I really wanted to write a, a book to help inspire Christians, really two groups of Christians, Number one, the Christian that thinks they can't get involved in politics or government, that they're going to be corrupted, that they can't be a part of what looks like a pretty mudslinging world out there, Um, but really to plant a testimony, give them a testimony and a really stories, miraculous stories I've lived through, really walking with members of Congress, working in government to help them understand that they can walk in intimacy with Jesus and be involved in government and politics. And then we absolutely have a mandate, really, Randy, to pray for our elected officials, vote in every election, you know, love our neighbors well enough to elect righteous leaders, 
and start engaging in our city councils, our school boards, with our federal members of Congress. We need to make a difference. So yeah. that's one audience. The second audience of people I want to talk to are the people that are engaged already politically. But frankly, we have a lot of Christians walking around that are not looking like Christ when they're engaging. Yeah. So how do we actually walk that out as believers, um, getting over our offenses, bitterness, unforgiveness, our pride, our anger, our fears, and truly keep the testimony of Jesus as we're engaging in that world? Okay. Oh, we're going to come back to that one. But you said something, you know, people look at politics as corrupt. I would say, yeah, that's why we need to be there because it, it is corrupt, not to become corrupted ourselves, but because that's exactly the calling of Christians is to go into a corrupt world uh, and share the truth and love both uh, of Christ, which is to, to sort of uncorrupt it, if you will. Tell people about your experience running for office. Well, I was a homeschooling mom that got politically active about 16 years ago, testified in front of a state platform committee on a school choice issue and got hooked, got hooked that I had a voice that I could make a difference. Um, I'm a Christ for the Nations graduate, so world changer, we're going to take over the world, right, for Jesus. Um, but it landed me at Dallas Baptist University, finishing my degree in political science, and then I landed a job with a U.S. congressman and became a congress you know, campaign manager, ran a successful, one of the largest successful consulting firms in Texas. And then 2018, uh, ran for my boss's seat uh, out of nowhere, never saw that coming, but it really came out of a heart of prayer and intercession, really for the people that I loved in the fifth congressional district of Texas. Um, almost won a runoff, Randy, as you know, uh, came really close. Yeah, 2,000 votes I lost by uh, out of 43,000 votes in a Republican runoff. But you know what? God uses these things in our life. And my journey is really one of how can I live as Jesus in a space with people that sometimes, frankly, members of Congress and elected officials don't have a lot of friends. They're so busy. They're trying to survive every day. They're trying to get wisdom where they can get wisdom. How can I be an influence, a voice, and a really a disciple maker with elected officials? And what that journey has showed me is that God can use, frankly, anybody. I am not special. I'm just an ordinary woman that decided to get involved in government. But God can use all of us in our places of influence to make a difference and disciple the nation one heart at a time. Yeah, and, you know, I, I got to say that that's the great thing about the country we live in is that anybody can run. If you ask, you know, what, who's qualified? Well, it's spelled out in the Constitution. I mean, there's very few qualifications, if you will, needed. And personally, I am sick of the professional political class that goes and stays in office for the rest of their lives. But that's not the conversation today. Here's my question for you, because when you, when you lost that runoff, were you questioning your decision to run at the time? Uh, um, because I know I, you have to know that looking back on it, you can see, you know what, that was actually the, the best education. You know, you got your, your PhD in politics in that experience, and that's played out over a decade now. But at the time, what was going through your mind? When I decided to run, I knew exactly what I was signing up for because I was, you know, that's what I did for a living as mm -hmm. I managed those campaigns. 
But, you know, I, I say affectionately, and I start the book with this, you haven't lived until you've had 1.2 or $1.3 million spent against you and your family. It's a whole nother experience. <laughs> um, but, you know, you could probably relate to this, Randy. I had never failed in anything in my life. And the no, no. absolute. I can't relate at all, buddy. I can't relate at all. <laughs> well, I failed in many things since this point, but I, I really, the sense of failure, I was the only person in the country endorsed by Vice President Mike Pence in that primary. And there was a lot of expectations. I was going to win, mm. um, but I was running against a sitting state representative and it was going to be a hard road. But when I failed, it was like, Man, it was hard. It was hard. I spent weeks on my couch with my Bible crying out to God and going, what do I want to be when I grow up? What <laughs> am I doing? Because I really felt like I heard from the Lord and I was motivated by love, right? Love for the people in that district, love for the, the country, love for liberty, love for the unborn. Mm. So it was difficult. But, you know, five years later, I'll end with this story. We were Last summer, we, we took a group of 50 people to Washington, D.C. through Christians Engaged, and we're going to do that again this summer. But I'm standing in the Senate building, having led 50 people through the city that I love, even though I call it the darkest place on the planet in the book. <laughs> but I love that city, Washington, D.C. And we had just ministered and prayed and heard the stories from 10 members of Congress and two U.S. senators and prayed for them and ministered to them. It turned into a ministry trip to elected officials, frankly. Mm. Um, and I'm standing there and I'm telling the story of how Vice President Mike Pence had spoken over my life during the runoff. And he said, Bunny, Karen and I are gonna be praying for you every day. We need your light in DC. Mm. And frankly, I took that as almost a prophetic word. You know, my light's gonna go to DC. Well, here I am telling that story in the middle of the Senate building, waiting for Senator Ted Cruz to come and speak to us. And it hit me. Wow, guys, my light is in D.C. It is in a different way. It's in a different place. But our light together is shining in this city, getting to minister to 12 members of Congress and the U.S. Senate. What an incredible thing. Mm -hmm. And so I say that to people, Randy, because we never know what God's going to do with our life. But if you had told me five years ago when I lost that we would have 200,000 Christians now praying, voting, and engaging in our system. Um, 2,000 Christians going through six to eight hour classes on civics and biblical worldview topics through our ministry. I would have said, that is crazy. But God takes the weak things and he turns them into his God story. Well, you know, I think a lot of times what we view as failure, especially when we feel like God called us to do something, right? Um, we don't see the long game. It's preparation, you know? It's God preparing us uh, because, I, I mean, I have to think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that, that experience of, of running and even losing um, gave you insight into a whole world in a way that you wouldn't necessarily have had you not gone through that. Is that true? Yeah. I used to make fun of my former boss, Congressman Jeb Henserling, and I'm his campaign manager for over 10 years. And I'm like, Jeb, why can't you remember these people's names? How do you go into events and you see them year after year and you don't remember their names? This is crazy. Well, I learned something running for Congress that I has helped me now in my busy life, which is your brain gets overloaded. <laughs> yeah. And you forget things and you don't remember people and it's hard. And 
it gave me a whole nother perspective, which I believe has even prepared me for what I'm doing today. I love it. And you know, the great news is, is if you get to the point where you forget everything, you're qualified to be president. So there's always that. Uh, always that. <laughs> sorry. You know, President Biden is the happiest man in the world because every day he wakes up and someone tells him, you're president. Sorry. That's a little joke you can use in your in your sessions if you like. Well, Randy, we are to call to pray for our president and our vice president <laughs> yes, we are. and our members of Congress, regardless of political parties. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I take that very seriously because I don't think they are godly people, which gives me actually a little extra motivation to pray for them. Not against them, not praying against them. But can you imagine if someone who we view as pushing things completely contrary to scripture if god really got a hold of him that would be that would be like a, a saul to paul kind of transformation and it would rock this nation i pray for that all the time i'm not sure we're not singing it with one member of congress but i'm not going to go that far quite yet but um yeah so how do you pray for your leaders well, on that point, I wrote a great article on the stream that people can go to stream.org and pull up my article. Do I have to pray for Democrats? Yeah. Um, because the Lord showed me something um, a while back, and I share a story in my book, Jesus and Politics, about a high-level elected official named Beto O'Rourke. Mm -hmm. um, I had a dream about Beto, and, you know, he was not from my political party and my you know, bent, right? Mm -hmm. But I had a dream. I was standing in front of Congressman O'Rourke and I was telling him, Congressman, God loves you. He loves your wife, Amy. He loves your children. He sees your servant heart towards people and he wants to know you more and he wants you to know him more. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what in the world? Number one, I don't dream, Randy. I don't ever, hardly, maybe unless I'm eating weird food at mm -hmm. night. But I was just cut to the core, man, I need to pray for this man. Maybe God's trying to do something in my life. Um, transitioning from political consulting within a political party to now being running a nonpartisan ministry. So I start praying for Beto. Well, three months later, I'm standing in front of Beto. It was a divine appointment wow. in Laredo, Texas. Wow. And I'm down there with an evangelism ministry, not doing politics at all. And God, I can, I, it's a whole crazy story. You'll have to get the book. But anyway, whole crazy story. I'm standing in front of Beto, telling him that, telling him and asking him if I can pray for him and minister to him. And then I tell him, this is crazy. But I had this dream about you. And he was shocked. He's like, wow, God gave you a dream about me? I know. It's crazy. Number one, I don't dream. Number two, you are a Republican. And I told him who I was, and he absolutely knew who I was. Mm. And he still gave me permission and blessing to pray for him. And we started texting after that. He got my number. And God has just opened my my eyes. I don't know how much this relationship has blessed him, Randy, but I'll tell you this. It's absolutely changed my life mm. because we have to see people after the spirit. Mm -hmm. And God is going after people's hearts. Um, and so looking past racial divides, social economic divides, and frankly, one of the biggest prejudice we all have is, you know, partisan divides. Jesus is bigger than that. Yeah. And, um, so I just really encourage people that God's big enough to touch our elected officials, regardless of parties. Yeah. That, that's interesting. I mean, it's not just a, 
political divide. It's a worldview difference, you know, uh, and that's what we're here for. We're here to share God's view of the world and of ourselves. Uh, and, I'm, you know, we, we like the quick fix, but it takes relationship. And that's that's really wild. I, you know, I haven't seen him this election cycle. Usually he's running for something here in Texas. I'm curious. Do you know what he's doing? Yeah, he runs a nonpartisan nonprofit similar to ours uh, called Powered by the People, Mobilizing Voters. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Um, so he mobilizes voters around his public policy positions, and I mobilize voters around biblical values. And you still talk to him, and you should. And that's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think Christians engaged looks like. Uh, you know, um, obviously the, the different shades, but engaging with people that are not Christians. You know, uh, in a on a, in a place where you're supposed to be enemies, and, and coming to them as a as a friend, which is, you know, it's it's the whole God's economy. It's just it's it's upside down from the world, but it's really right side up. Uh, it, so explain what Christians Engaged actually does and how it can help somebody watching right now. Well, thank you, Randy. Yeah, we are in all fifty states. We have built the only five hundred one c three non partisan Christian get out the vote system for the church. So any Christian in America that's being awakened right now, that's going, I want to help America go to christiansengage.org, take our pledge to pray, vote and engage. And you're going to get a prayer reminder, a video, a scripture every Monday to pray for five minutes a week for your nation. And can you, it's a powerful Randy that we're all praying the same prayer, thousands of people around the country. Then you get voting reminders to never forget an election again. Only one to six percent of Americans vote in local elections. Mm. Only eight to twelve percent of Americans registered voters vote in primaries. These are the races that really matter. Yeah. And so we help you with four texts and four emails around every election with a simple five step guide to print off your ballot, research your ballot. We don't tell you what parties to vote for, or what candidates. But man, we have some great resources. We just came out with an incredible party platform comparison um, with the Bible as well. And it's going to be really impactful for people. So um, you, and then we help people through on-demand video curriculum to get involved in civics and biblical worldview topics. Do, are, the, are the platforms out already for this year? Republican and Democrat? Well, we will be doing the platforms in August at the national conventions, but right now the platforms are still what was in place in 2016. So, And, and I don't think, I think in 2020, the, the, at least the Democrat Party didn't alter theirs. Is that, yeah? The Republicans did not alter theirs. Oh, is I that think what it was? The, I don't think either one of them actually altered okay. them. So um, my point simply being, comparison of those you, your comparison, yes. it may be modified a little bit come August, but it's still going to be very relevant. Right? Yes. Yeah, and so. we will update it when we get to the general election, but people can go to our website, see our primary guide, and they're going to have so much information. Randy, if, if Christians would spend 30 minutes, turn off Netflix for 30 minutes and research their ballot, they're going to go in 95% more informed than anybody else. It was so frustrating for me when I ran for Congress because I had to have these people holding signs, money pounds for Congress outside the polling places. Why do we actually have people doing that? Because people are walking into the polling places not knowing who they're voting for. <laughs> it makes me crazy. So please, you're a Christian. Start voting in every election and research your ballot, and we will help you. Thank you, because, I mean, I feel like I'm fairly engaged. I'm not completely ignorant in politics. But, man, you know, I've gone in 
recently into a, a polling place and there's these state initiatives you know and my wife will look at me and go what, what is this i'm like i have no idea <laughs> you know I just, just skip it <laughs> which uh, it's really sad on our part as, as christians who are to engage the culture if, if we, we look at something we're like i don't even know what how to vote here or i don't even know who that person is i mean that's that's Andy, failure on our part. We will help you. We will help <laughs> you. you. Will Take help our you. pledge to pray, vote, engage, and you will get our primary guide, and you will be helped. And we you will know, help you. I, I think it's okay for us to, to admit it, right? That's the first step towards recovery. I want to show you a website. This is the website, christiansengaged.org, christiansengaged.org. And if you want to not be me uh, in the polls this year uh, and be, you know know what the things are, Bunny's there to help you, and so take advantage of that, uh, and I appreciate that. And we'll help you get married, too. We'll help you get married, Christians mm-hmm. engaged. Oh, I get it. That's Just your joke. Kidding. That's your joke. I was going to say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm happily married 33 years this year. and I know. I'm just kidding. And Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's, here's the question. You, you talk about the candidates, um, and, you know, it, the truth is the, the down-ballot the state, uh, you know, the Congress, Senate, and then even the state uh, elections, you know, state rep, state house, and even sometimes down to local, like you know, mayor. Um, you these are the farm systems in a sense of politics, mm-hmm. and you're probably not going to have a big influence on your senator immediately, but you can have an influence on. Uh, city council uh, on, on a mayor and a state rep this is a long-term thing and and trust me those who have a non-christian world you play this long game uh and and we need to really engage in it here's what happens you get in the voting booth and you're looking at the national elections or, or big state offices and you sometimes you a lot of states you look at them and you go i don't like i don't like any of these candidates i, I you know None of them meet my Christian standards, right? What do you say to somebody who's looking at candidates and going, I, I, I don't think I, none of these people are, are the, the person that I want. What do you do? Well, Randy, it wasn't as perfect of a candidate as I was when I ran for Congress. I was still not Jesus, right? <laughs> so we're all imperfect people, and some are more imperfect than others. I will say that. Mm. But we have to make choices. Elections are about choices. I tell people in the primary, vote your conscience. Vote for the person that you think is best represents who you want in office. You know, go with the platforms. Look at the values, how they align with your biblical values. Yes. But look at personalities and all the other things you want in their resume, servant leadership, whatever you want. Vote your conscience in the primary. When it comes to the general election, we have to choose uh, based on a party platforms, how those align with our biblical values. Um, and we have to think about these people like president is voting. We're voting for somebody for president that is going to hire everybody in the executive branch. Right. Mm-hmm. And more judges and all these things. Well, on the local level, you need to be looking at people and going, OK, let's look at their resume. Have they led something? Because if they're running for county judge or mayor, they need to be proven leaders in some capacity. Um, they need to make sure they're not a felon, right? Make sure, <laughs> make sure they don't have a criminal record. Um, you know, make sure that they've served their community 
And then also look at how they relate to people. How do they treat people? Do they listen to people? But we have to make hard choices. We're never going to make every choice right. So a lot of Christians come up to me and they go, I don't vote because I don't know enough and I don't want to make a mistake. Let me just dispel that for you. You are going to make mistakes, but it's not completely up to you. There's other Christians and other people out there voting as well. And ultimately, um, we want to see the most righteous people get elected. Proverbs 29, 2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the wicked man rules, the people groan. And we want to love our neighbors well enough to have our vote be cast to elect righteous leaders. Yeah. And when there seems to be no righteous leader on the ballot, um, I mean, I go to I go to principles and uh you know, platforms, what they say they're going to do, which they nine times out of 10 don't do, uh, at least not entirely. But I mean, sometimes that is the best you can do. Uh, and I, I see not doing it as a failure as opposed to doing the best you can. So it makes sense. So, all right. Bye. Oh, and Randy, mm-hmm. if, uh, if people want to run for office and be that perfect candidate, we will help them as well. We have lots of great curriculum to teach them how to run. Okay. So that's an interesting topic you raise because uh, some people think they want to, some people, you know, feel they're called to do that. Uh, and, and I think that's something we should encourage, uh, but they don't know where to start. So, what exactly, I mean, you ran campaigns, so obviously you know what to do. You're actually available to, to help people. You have curriculum or guides, or what is it? We do. Our on-ramps to civic engagement helps the Christians start in that process. We have a curriculum that's eight hours called Salt and Light, How to Impact Your Local Communities, and I actually teach how to run a local campaign on that package. All of our packages are $29, so really cheap. You get to keep it forever. <laughs> Videos, PDF, discussion questions, they're great. Um, and we're actually putting out a full campaign school uh, soon. So be looking for that. That's going to be exciting. And we've got more things in the works in the coming years. But it's great. we're no. excited to help Christians engage. We've seen Christians get elected to city council, school board, and uh, run for Congress based on just their engagement with our ministry. You know, you might actually be having a bigger impact having lost that election. You ever, that ever occurred to you? Yes, it has. Yeah. And I'm, I'm much happier. I'm much I more bet. full of joy getting to awaken Christians and talking about Jesus and politics, <laughs> my two favorite topics. And you get to live in Texas instead of that dark, dark city up in the Northeast. So there's exactly. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Bunny, I love what you're doing. Uh, and I hope everybody will reach out to you. Last word, last question. For those Christians who are saying, okay, I want to engage at some level, whether it's knowing who I'm voting for and what I'm voting for, which takes some effort. I get it. That's the, that's, I think sort of the, the, the base level. We should all do that. Maybe they want to support a candidate. Maybe they want to be a candidate. What's the number one thing we have to keep in mind at whatever level we engage the culture politically as Christians? We have to stay in the place of prayer, Randy, and deal with our hearts. Mm. And that's part of my story in my book, Jesus and Politics, is, you know, paying off my opponent's debt from a campaign, Mm. um, doing radical things to engage my heart. And ultimately, we are no good if we are not walking with Jesus. 
And if I can call the American church to do one thing, it is to meditate on the word of God, stay in the place of prayer and stay in worship and behold him. Because if we behold him, we are changed into his likeness. And then when we walk into a hostile culture, man, people are impacted. Love it. I love it. Just remember to keep the one thing, the one thing, whatever you do out there. Appreciate you guys watching. Bunny, I appreciate you being here today. She'll be on the broadcast show. Um, Boy, that will probably air at the end of February. It's coming up soon. But uh, her book, Jesus in Politics, is available for pre-order now. I would encourage you to go get that and get engaged. Let's be that salt. Let's be that light. And let's do it cheerfully. Appreciate you guys being here. Hit share. If you haven't hit like, follow, do that. And we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live. Are we safe to America? Be true to what you said on paper.